Welcome to another episode of Frasier, the weekly show that helps educate and enlighten business owners with tried and tested advice from industry experts. Join host Kahiga Tiaga in conversation with entrepreneurs from around the world, sharing their stories and solutions to help you set up and sustain your own business operation. That's here only on Frasier. Hello, good people. This is Kahiga Tiaga again, founder of Frasier. Just as a reminder, Frasier is a solution for small business owners to set up and sustain their business operations in 90 days. And so we're bringing on the show entrepreneurs who have set up and sustained their business operations to some degree of success. And we really want them to share their tips and quips about really running a business and how to get ground. We're really happy today to welcome Daniel Umstead on the show of the Robert Nathaniel Group, Daniel's licensed realtor. He also helps repair credit and helps with resume writing, so quite a mix. And we're really looking forward to having him on the show. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So, you know, really looking forward to the conversation, especially because of your varied entrepreneurship. But Why don't we start at the very beginning? Where are you from? Sure. So definitely was raised as a military brat, was born in Okinawa, Japan, have lived in the city of Philadelphia, which I'm currently in right now, Italy, Hawaii, and also even just got to visit various parts just throughout my life. But uh, the best place I remember the most that I loved is definitely Italy. But uh, right now, being based in Philadelphia, as mentioned, the aforementioned titles, along with aspirations, the really big one. And that's honestly what the journey is all about, getting into law school. So that is one of those future items that is on my plate. But, you know, you have to continue stacking on. So currently right now, that's where I stand. Excellent. I definitely want to dive into the international because I'm a little bit international in the sense that, you know, born in New York, but lived all around the world. So one, how did you end up in, in Philadelphia, of all places? It's not the most, well, it's now international, but didn't used to be. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 definitely. And I don't mind giving my age so everybody at home can do the math. But graduated Penn State uh, 2005, was married in 2009, but that was pretty much between uh, Jersey, you know, becoming a man, having my own apartment. Yay. No, yeah. I wish I could go back to mom had I only known. Afterwards, you know, settled down and got married, sadly divorced, but, you know, better an opportunity. I'm with the, the love of my life right now. Nice. So uh, we are currently in Philadelphia. You know, the opportunity for law school just kind of knocked on the door when there's so many of them uh, locally. Well, congratulations. I, I transplanted to Philadelphia. I'll date myself as well. Back in 2000 for work. And okay. uh, I, I came to the city to come and practice law. So I'm definitely interested in a little bit of your future career. But while you've been in Philadelphia, you talked about this legal career, but you're currently an entrepreneur. So I understand you're a realtor with XP Realty. Can you talk about how you transitioned into real estate? For sure, definitely. Now, I just want to make it clear, folks, I am not at that pinnacle yet. I still have that nine to five. There was a mix of transition because I was trying to rush from one laptop to the next. So I just want to make sure everybody understands like, hey, the journey you're trying to get on or about to get on, I should say, is going to come with obstacles. My biggest one, and I've talked to Jerome about this, is time with the day job. 
once that gets relieved, just wow. So being a realtor has its uh, relationships. I started off honestly with Keller Williams. And at the time, me and Jerome were talking, uh, seeing each other at uh, different seminars. And one thing that clicked that he told me is like, hey, people don't last forever, man. And this, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? All you got to do is be consistent, be persistent. He's like, you'll see in the long run. And I've noticed that and seeing that developed coming across other individuals who are realtors, those aspiring to be realtors as well. And for me, I needed to think what's going to be next after you sell 50 houses, Dan? What's going to be next after you become the icon agent through other brokerages? Mm -hmm. So for me, I had to tie in being a realtor, what the full end game was. And the full sure. end game is having my own brokerage, is having a tying to the legal field, because throughout all the seminars, all the webinars that I've been to, I'm always seeing the same people, acquisition managers, property managers, wholesalers, experienced wholesalers, realtors, business investors. But every single time the subject comes up, hey, you're going to need to speak to an attorney. And it's like, duh. So coming from, you know, a 16 year plus gap between college and now it's come to a point where it's like, hey, now I know how to help the world. Now I know how to put my thumbprint on life and how to create those million millionaires is by helping them not only promote their business, but also in any aspect of way that can help grow their business in any way through real estate. And there it is. Absolutely. So what made real estate particularly interesting as your path to entrepreneurship? It was an item that was never going to go away. Yep. You're always going to have it around you. And I wanted that to be the center. I don't want every single person that I come across or I'm starting to realize every person shouldn't be. But I want somebody to be like, hey, I'm looking to open up a daycare. This is something that I want to do. Is there any way that you can assist me now? I can help you with the legal documentation, or I will be able to help you with the legal documentation. In addition, help you get the daycare set up, finding that commercial site to help you develop. So with my day job being recruiting and staffing, I can't tell you how many times it actually hurts when I'm actually recruiting for $15, $16 an hour jobs. And I'm saying owner operator or CEO of this company. And it's like, hey, continue on. Or I'm seeing realtors such as myself who either for whatever reason got tired of it and wants that regular nine to five job. And it's like, you have an opportunity to do so much. So with everything tied in together, honestly, with the real estate, I just don't want it to be that base. And, you know, the return on investment, then I'm saying, hey, why not take advantage of it? So that way it can be flipped around to helping other people in the long run. Just to summarize that, you saw real estate as a field that is never going away. So that was one aspect, which is good because it means that also you're going to have time to get better, right? And then it seems like the other part is about helping people either create wealth or stick with their dreams. There seem to be two concepts in that. Which is it? Because these people who are applying for jobs, there seems an aspect of giving up their dreams that is affecting you. So how through your real estate career are you helping people avoid giving up on their dreams? I honestly think it's just one of those things where you're just following the journey. Being myself as my own testimonial to other folks, like, you know, I'm hoping that they look back at this interview and say, wow, he was just at that point. Now he's at this point because he had followed his dreams. That ties with the real estate because I want that to be a base because 
it doesn't take a license to get into real estate. It doesn't even take, you know, thousands of dollars going into any type of seminar. It's honestly the time in either reading a book, checking out one to two YouTube videos, and then taking action on it. So many people will walk around in the neighborhood and be like, man, that house has been sitting there for years. I don't know who's going to be buying that one. And then all of a sudden, somebody drives by, does something simple as researching the contact information and talks to their friend who happens to be a realtor, Daniel, I'm said 267-702-3756, and says, hey, I came across this property do you know who I could be connected with as far as like trying to get it off the uh, owner's hands? And then that's it. There's no license involved. There's no years of practicing real estate, but getting that assignment fee or getting that side hustle fee takes care of everything else in people's lives. We just went through a major pandemic, you know, first that a lot of us haven't seen in a long time. And it's like, instead of waiting for the government to give you a tax refund or another stimulus check, You could be easily just walking around your neighborhood, making connections with your neighbors that are looking to sell and telling a realtor, hey, there's a potential seller on the market in my neighborhood. I would love for you to meet them. Do you offer referral fees? Yes, by all means, we do. So it's like still do your passion. But getting like an extra $500,000 just because you were able to spend 15 minutes in finding a name, that helps you in your business. That helps you in your growth. So it it ties all the way back to real estate by saying like, hey, you want a quick hustle? You want to do something that you're currently doing right now or not even realize that you're doing by talking about your neighborhood? Talk about your neighborhood in a way that it profits not only for the community, but also for yourself. I love that because, you know, what I'm trying to do is create kind of a thesis, how you see the world, at least through real estate. And one of the things you're saying is real estate is an attractive revenue generating opportunity because the barrier for entry is pretty low. Right. Because think about law. Right. You need a license generally. Right. And you can't even be a paralegal if you don't know how to read or write a memo. But with what you're saying with real estate is a real estate is not a monolith. Right. So there's not only one type of real estate, even you can provide real value in the real estate kind of value chain by just simply identifying who owns that property and relaying that information. And you can begin to generate some side income off of that. That's some great insight. Do you share those kinds of basic insights with your audience on your podcast or how do you relay that kind of simplicity of the barrier of entry to your audience? Yeah, definitely. On the RNG radio show, I definitely go over simple tips and strategies. And it's not only for those who are looking to get into real estate, it's my fellow realtors, whether they're through Coldwell Bank or Keller Williams, EXP. I want people to take that free advice because there are plenty of seminars that people can whip out $1,000 for and pay with a credit card and say, oh man, I learned so much. And it's like, no, listen, I found this article through the Wall Street Journal, through a free trial that helped me understand real estate a little bit more. And that's that. Or just subscribe to YouTube University, watch the one to two videos on anything, especially my show, as well as your show to get that information. So Yeah, those free tips are there. My credit repair business, honestly, is a kick in the butt. I'm supposed to be signing up agents and enrollees. But it's honestly, hey, listen, if you got the time to write a credit dispute letter out to your credit bureaus, that's all you got to do. Start with that 
And then as soon as you start seeing reports coming in, as far as what is what, start uh, disputing those at hand by showing proof. Hey, this account is closed and you'll see your own personal relief. But if you don't have the time, then you sign up for the program. So those tidbits are always there throughout the show because I want people to understand, stop thinking you got to spend money to be educated. I'm going to law school because I want people to understand, hey, you got everything down. Oh man, you're looking at a multifamily commercial building. Great. You already got the realtor. You need a lawyer. Right. This is where I come into play. There you go. I, I definitely, I'm transitioning. I will be transitioning to credit repair and law. But just a few more questions on the real estate mm-hmm. component. So I think, again, based on the gig economy and people not wanting you know, to kind of to go back to work, explaining them ways other than DoorDash and Uber to make money at home or easily seems to be something that will gain traction as you're going along. But then the other side of it is, you know, whenever you're watching YouTube, there seems to be an ad on you can make $1,000 by just being home. So how do you manage for your voice to rise above the crowd? As I mentioned, when we're you know, in the green room, so to speak, you've done a very serious job about branding yourself. How does that go into differentiating yourself in a space that is highly commoditized? You know, there's so many people offering quick ways to make money outside of real estate and real estate. So can you talk a little bit about that, how branding helps? Sure. So... There has to be some leverage with your branding. I'm almost hearing that with different folks, you know, hearing it from Gary Vee, you know, Grant Cardone, even from Steve Harvey. You know, it's like, well, what do you have to offer when you are reaching out to individuals or when you are branding yourself? Okay, you have a T-shirt company. What does your T-shirt company have to do or how is that different from me buying from Nike? What am I getting out of you than saying that, oh, my homegirl or my homeboy hooked me up or my old college friend that we used to be buddy-buddy up with, I'm helping support his or her business. That's great and all, but you know what else are you providing besides that? You need to be different. I'm watching the show Billions and learning so much, even though it's supposed to be fictitious and everything like that. But one thing that he pointed out was that how are you going to be different from the market that's already pushing out? Are you just going to be adding something simple as a follow-up call to your customers? Are you going to be sending out an email, a survey, a raffle for maybe like the next item? Are you offering a 15% discount? So I I want people to realize that through the radio show and the branding needs to be just stuck with your name. I used to do the Robert Nathaniel group. That's still, you know, a legitimate business. It's still a legitimate LLC. But as far as me going out, I don't want people to say, hey, Robert, or hey, Nathaniel. And it's like, my name's Daniel. The business name is Robert Nathaniel. We've been, we've been calling you Robert. <laughs> it's like, where do I want to see my name at? So Steve Harvey doesn't have the list of titles next to him. So if anything, will will be next to my name, you know, will be a future Esquire. But I want the branding of my name to stand out because no matter what, and especially in real estate, nobody cares if I'm through EXP, Keller Williams, any other brokerage. They don't care at all. All they care about is how the relationship is with them and that realtor and moving forward the next steps in the real estate transaction. So let's talk a little bit about that because I am a practicing lawyer, graduated GW in 2000. And one of the things that I encountered in my practice was the law firm was Tiaga and Associates, right? And so they were always looking for Tiaga. Part of the, the thing that I've corrected since pivoting to tech is making sure that my name is really nowhere on the imprint because 
it means that the company can survive, you know, without the individual being perceived as having the central value. You know what I mean? That's what makes the company go. How do you see that based on your current and future business efforts? The fact that if you're the brand, if they can't get to Daniel, then the business may not be able to go on. Have you thought about that? I think uh, Decker, if you're familiar with that law firm, I had looked at their history and they had started back around in the late 1800s. And it was started by two lawyers as far as partnering up. But over the years, the name had changed. And all I'm looking for is that initial legacy. Hey, somebody's pointing back and saying like, oh, Daniel Umstead was the first in this to do it. Daniel Umstead was the one that set this happen. Or Daniel Umstead was the one who made my business grow. Man, is he around anymore? No, but his company is doing amazing things for the world. Like Microsoft isn't going anywhere. Amazon isn't going anywhere. Nike, Wells Fargo, you know, that bank isn't going anywhere. Despite what may be attacked in news, those who have that set foundation in their company will continue on. And we're only striving to get better because this COVID-19 was a wake-up call to say, hey, I need to work on a virtual level and I need to be able to reach as quickly as somebody in Malaysia as well as Los Angeles, especially if I'm planning on doing business. So actually, that is one of the notes that I wanted to make because you made a specific point on your website to talk about a cloud-based real estate office, right? Which I thought was the first time I've definitely ever seen on a real estate you know, website. But just how did you come to appreciate tech? Was it COVID? So first and foremost, I will say I have been blessed with my main nine to five job. I have been remote for about four years now. Okay. So me understanding the remote world when it came to meetings, when it came to really deep diving into the social media world, like we were literally having webinars through work as far as how to put up job postings for Facebook. Like, hey, this is how we need to attract people, you know, Mm -hmm. having seminars as far as how to recruit individuals, be it virtually, you know. We're now, sadly, behind in regards to getting into LinkedIn as a resource to starting to recruit individuals or recruit through individuals. We now have a financial internship role for a bank, but we're only currently hiring colleges, juniors and seniors. And I was like, hey, I got a LinkedIn premium account. I could start actually connecting with the professors and seeing if they have any aspiring students who might be interested. So. As far as with the direction, bringing it back to that base, the name recognition should always be there because you want your thumbprint in life at some point. So let's talk a little bit about how you stack the businesses. So is real estate your first business, then you pivoted to credit repair or did credit repair come first and then you did real estate? Which, Which came first? Actually, the resume writing came first. Me and a colleague from Penn State, we were both working at the same job, but he had came to me and said, hey, I've seen what you did with resumes. Can you spruce minds up? I was like, the same job we're both going for? I'm going to do a phenomenal job for you. I made this man look like a king of all nations in regards to his resume because within 24 hours, he was actually hired on the spot. And I was like, wow, well, I did your resume, so if you got in, I definitely be sure to get it. So I'm like, ah, man, this is going to be great. Oh, you know, 26, 27 year old with 60K a year. This is going to be fantastic. Never got a call back, never got the job. So I thought to myself, hey, this should be a business. So 
resume writing has always been dear to my heart as far as helping others, because at the end of the day, some people just can't lift off and say, you know what, tomorrow I'm starting my dream career. I'm quitting my job. This is what I'm going to do. Somebody does need a job to make sure ends meet. And some of these jobs are requiring resumes or some type of format of your employment history. So I step in and my job, of course, has a lot to do with it because I'm always recruiting. But even those individuals that you know, that I do have a good conversation with, I've just been known naturally to help them to say, hey, you're not qualified for this job, but next time, make sure you point this information out. So I'm seeing a theme here between Mm -hmm. credit repair, you're helping people, real estate, you know, when you talked about it, there was a theme about, you know, helping people there. So I'm assuming credit repair is just, again, helping people fulfill their dreams. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So with the credit repair, I'll be honest, I am in one of those MLM pyramid schemes. You sign up one person, next person signs up another person, then you make money off of it. The difference is that I found is that it doesn't matter who the agent is, quote unquote, through the credit repair. It's just at the end of the day, hey, do you understand these tips as far as fixing your own personal credit? Because the biggest thing that got me was is not the whole 70 million Americans are having poor credit or below 600. It's like, well, how can we just tell them to fix their credit? Like, can we just do that? And then if they know five people that want to sign up to benefit, then great. So I found that as an opportunity secondary to my real estate. So it was resume writing, real estate, and then credit repair was as recent as last year, in which I'm saying, hey, why don't I just tell people the free tips that they can do on their own right now? So that goes back to that branding. Hey, if you're following Daniel Upset, that must mean your credit is in great shape because he's always giving out free tips about building your credit, such as keeping your credit cards under 30% balance. So that doesn't mean you have a $1,000 credit card limit. That means you have a $300 credit card limit and keeping that balance in tech helps you build up your credit. So tips like those, I feel are really necessary because it was a wake up call for me, even just being in the program in itself. And that's the other benefit that I see to it with is that, hey, I'm not only helping people, but I'm honestly paying for my own membership and benefits. I'm paying for my free life insurance that comes with it, my free upgrades into my own personal credit score. You know, I'm able to see on my end, hey, ever since joining the program, my credit score increased by 40 points. I don't care who I'm signing up, the investment that I put into myself, you know, and somebody hopefully did take my tips at some point in time by doing what I offered or suggested to get to that next level. Because once people realize, hey, I can achieve a 700 credit score, 800 credit score by just doing these simple things, I'm set and taken. Now I want to get into real estate. And I want to do some investing. And I know a realtor in Philadelphia, his name happens to be Daniel Armstead, or even Jerome, because you can hit him up as well. So, you know, free branding, free branding. (laughs) In operating the three businesses, have you noticed common insights that you're applying across the board? Or every time you step into the resume writing, it's a completely different hat. Are there any themes across the board that you're seeing? Between credit repair and real estate. Because it's always the next step, you know, with real estate, my biggest question, especially when somebody's looking for a rental is when's the last time you checked your credit? And then after they give me that, then it's like, hey, do you have the deposit money? And so it's like, no, I'm working on it. Or yes, I do. Okay. How come you don't want to get a house right now? So those conversations go hand in hand because it's like, hey, 
If you got a 660 credit score and you got 10,000 saved up for whatever reason, and you're looking to get a house, hey, let's have this conversation. Let's talk. Why are you solely looking on a rental? Oh, because of my current job, I'm staying here for the next year before I relocate. Okay, great. Now let's work on getting that rental. Or vice versa. Hey, my credit score is really bad. Well, hey, have you been doing A, B, and C yet? You know, have you kept your credit card balances low? Have you looked at a debt consolidation loan? Where's your credit card limit at right now? Do you have any extra cash, tax mm-hmm. refund, stimulus check money, or money that you borrow that you ain't got to worry about because that's your cousin and they always help you out? So, you know, getting that two, quick two to 300 just because, you know, putting that right on the credit cards, Capital One is going to say, wow, they got $300. Let's look into this a little bit more. They're going to be like, oh, person got $300. And you know what? We'll report this. And then you start seeing your credit score go that little bit up. So everything is tying hand in hand with one another. Resume writing is definitely a sole focus. You know, I'm talking to lawyers that, of course, I want to be in a position in. I'm talking to medical clerks. I'm talking to admin assistants, those who have been doing claims processing, life insurance, all that jazz. So when I do a resume, it is merely focused on that person's next step. So uh, one client that I'm currently working on with right now, her background is CNA. So my focus to her is like, okay, are you going to be the next best CNA? Or are you looking at the next step in your field? What does that look like? And my secret, honestly, with resume writing, and I don't mind giving this away, is that if people tell me, hey, I'm currently focused on becoming a medical assistant for such and such job, All I'm doing is looking up sample registered nurse resumes because I'm looking for the next level up to see what that next level is and applying it to their resume. So that way I'm always getting that wow factor because they're like, man, you did an amazing job. I didn't even realize I had this. And it's like, well, yeah, Yeah. this is you. This is all you. But what I, I really think, even when you talk about the resume writing, it's a branding exercise, right? It's about how you're presenting yourself to the audience and what message are they receiving about you. So, you know, in that sense, the fact that it's carried over to your personal brand, you know, is not surprising because you really do appreciate the value of that. One of the things that I want to kind of understand, especially because you have a full-time job, is how do you do lead gen? What tools do you use? You know, this is kind of some of the tactics would like our entrepreneurs know, especially because you have such limited time. How do you get the word out about Daniel Armstead? I developed a voicemail that I probably stole from some wholesaling voicemail video. And I want people to realize this as well. My branding is simple. I spend my hour lunch. I I don't have time. I'll I'll be honest with you. I don't have time. But once I get those 40 hours back, it's going to be an amazing thing. Our boss recently, and this is brand new, folks. So don't think it's like, oh, Dan's been doing this oh so long. How come he's not there? So now... As far as for the Legion tactics, it's as simple as this. I go on LinkedIn. I find an article that somebody had put up about real estate and I make a post about it. I like it and I say a comment about it. That's it. I'm subscribed to the Wall Street Journal for $4 a month. They have a real estate section. I find an article and I share that article on LinkedIn and maybe ask a general question or even just put down a few hashtags and that's it. The lead generation comes into simply this. I have access to the MLS, of course, being a realtor and all. I go through expired listings. I look at the first house that's in my zip code that's expired, most recently expired. I double check the information. 
and then I do an RAI skip trace, it costs 15 cents per trace. So that per trace then converts to my slide broadcast that is seven cents per voicemail. So for 22 cents, folks, lead gen tactic. I am leaving a voicemail, drop voicemail, because I don't have time to be doing all these back-to-back cold calls. It's crazy. That's insanity. I, I do get the ads that say, you should not be doing cold calling. Yes, you're absolutely right. You should not be doing cold calling because the thousand voicemails that you could be doing within an hour does not equate to the thousand calls that you need to make. That's great if you want to get that practice in Feel that burn because you're so used to it. No, it's 2021. Set up a blanket voicemail and leave on the people that you are skip tracing. Mm. And that's where my branding goes along with, you know, doing Facebook and Instagram. But leaving a voicemail that just says, hi, my name is Daniel Umstead. I'm a realtor with EXP, as well as host of the RNG radio show. I was interested in your property at 123 Main Street. Let me know if you would like to discuss further regarding your real estate needs. And then I leave my number and then that's it. So I want people to stop thinking that the successful real estate millionaires who did it part-time had an amazing schedule. No, somebody right now, a realtor, is doing their drop voicemails between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. in the morning because that's the only time that they can get it done. So people need to figure out that time. Like, hey, how much time am I spending on my passion? How much time am I spending on real estate? How much time am I spending on advancing myself to the next level you know, just going back to those lead gen tactics, tell people what you do. I, I lost out on a client through Jerome because I forgot to tell people what I do. I mm-hmm. think people are spending five minutes a day looking up Daniel Emston. It's like, <laughs> he's a resume writer. Credit repair too? Right. Future lawyer? That's amazing. I'll keep that in mind. No, nobody ain't got time to do all that. People are just going through, checking out a post, seeing somebody busting behind or a dance party. So you need to keep reminding on your social media posts what you do. You know, Jerome had reached out to me. Hey, do you still do resume writing? And it's like, when was the last time I put up a post about resume writing? I will tell you this, my increase as far as people getting back in contact with me has been from sharing stories. And this is another thing too, postermywall.com. It is a game changer, folks. Postermywall.com, you type in, you want to do an Instagram story. You search Instagram story, change out the content that they have, save it on yours. You're going to have the little watermark unless you ball in and you want to pay the $5 for right. the HD image or what have you, but you don't need it. Nobody cares that you use postermywall.com. No, somebody's looking and seeing like, oh, I didn't know Daniel was into resume writing. I got somebody who might need a services. So, you know, there's a clear theme in terms of worldview and how you spend your time, which is helping people and trying to get them towards their goals. Who helps Daniel Umstead get towards his goals, right? Who inspires you? Who is the person that you turn to or the people that you turn to to keep you going? Can you share that? They are royalty. It is starting with my son, Asa, following by my mom. Deborah, and then my future queen to be. I got to get a ring. So y'all got to start watching this show so I can um, get this payment in. At least the first payment. At least the first payment. So if I get 10 views tonight, I should be able to make the first payment. I got you. I got you. But no, my uh, queen, Teresa, 
uh, who will eventually bear my last name, but she has been the marker. My son and my mom, I know, aren't going anywhere. We got the same last name. There's no way that you could go anywhere. You know, you, you can't deny this. I'm attached to you either by being your daddy or being your son. So craziness is always going to be part. But somebody volunteered to give their love to me. So I'm thankful for Teresa. I'm thankful for who she is, who she is as an individual, and how she is pushing me to becoming the next. I tell her of a dream or the next step I'm trying to do. I told her about the neurology thing. I told her about law school. She was like, you better do it. You better do it today. Focus on today. I was crushed at one point because I couldn't understand reading comprehension for the LSAT because it's been so long for me. And I remember crying. I'm not afraid to admit it. I remember crying, trying to think like, how am I going to get through this? I don't understand it. And she told me, just take your time. If you got to repeat it, the same question 10 times over until you get it, then that's what you do. So ever since then, it's always been a push. And she's like, I see the success in you. It's not going away. You just might not be able to do it in the 12 steps that they said. You might need 38. You might need 15. You might be able to do it in one when it compares to other stuff. But what you need to keep doing is just keep going. So with that, you know, uh, her love always helps. That's awesome. So I can't say enough how much having a support mechanism is important for an entrepreneur, almost to give license. You know, one of the things that I, I questions I often start by is who gives you license to become an entrepreneur? What's the permission? And for me, you know, father, you know, unwittingly, my parents were entrepreneurs. We didn't even realize it. But in this case, it is who gives you the support to continue being an entrepreneur. And I've experienced it myself. My significant other, my wife, you know, she really empowers me because of exactly that permission, right? To say, I know you're going to do it. Just go ahead and do it. Don't really let any obstacles. And it's a huge part of being able to get out of the morning with the confidence to kind of deal with the day. So I, I really do appreciate you sharing that. My last uh, remarks and certainly promote everything that you need to in this. But yes, we really do appreciate you being on the show. Any last tidbits for any entrepreneurs that may be listening about, you know, transitioning to become a full entrepreneur the easiest one, Google your dream. I kid you not, I ask Google everything. And I'm not saying it to support it and not saying because I got stock in it, <clears throat> but I'm honestly saying it because you either Google or YouTube it. And there it is. I asked the silliest questions. I just, um, what did I learn the other day? That I can send out appointments through Google Calendar. So I can personally set a time frame between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. and send this link out from my Gmail account to somebody to say, hey, I'm available at these times. Feel free to select one. And then I get an email and they get an email. I'm 38 years or about to be 38 years old. I didn't know that I could do that. But how I found out to do it was just Google. So you want to become the next best chef? Google it. Is there a dish that you're trying to perfect? Google it. How do I boil water? Google it. I I want people to realize the simplest things. Hey, how do I make 100 calls in an hour? Oh, there's a voicemail service that could do that for you. How do I use my phone? Go on YouTube. So I I hate people that say, because I get it all the time. I get questions. I get inquiries. Oh, Dan, how am I supposed to write a thank you letter? Did you Google sample thank you letter after interview? I I could just pull that. Yep. That's yep. my go-to move for uh, for my employees. 
Like, how do I do? Did you did you look it up on Google? Because <laughs> yeah, there's already somebody that did your job. They didn't do great of a job as you, but they did your job already. They did that task for you. So all you need to do is look at it and copy it. But people for their passion, they need to get back into their own personal steps. Stop thinking that, and I love your concept. The 90 day action plan is amazing, but I hate when people say like, well, I don't have 90 days to do all of that. That doesn't matter. Even if it takes you 30 years, who is it? We got Kentucky Fried Chicken. That owner was in his 60s. You got the person that founded Walmart. He was in his 40s. Who cares when you start? Just start. Spend five minutes a day on your craft and you will perfect it over time because you will realize that there is four hours in the day that you've been wasting, that you could have been spending on your passion to make you money. That goes back to my own personal passion of creating that million millionaires because it's great having a million followers. It's great having a million people that give you a million likes or even a million dollars. I'll take that today, you know, if somebody wants to give that to me. But if I'm able to put down in life that I created a million millionaires, I'm able to do a quick business transaction without even blinking. Hey, my daughter just started her own uh, jewelry bee company. Do you know anybody? Here, just send me a link so I can put it up. So my followers who are also millionaires, oh, damn, that what's up? She's so adorable. I'm about to buy 200 bracelets right now so I could donate to the school because they never seen bracelets before. What? So now we got this crazy economy growing because we have so many wealthy individuals out there and us yep. is getting back to realizing like, wait, I can make money too? You know, just following my passion? One of the aspects of Frasier, just to kind of, you know, tie the loop here is mindfulness, right? Being an entrepreneurship is challenging and there's a certain amount of deliberation we want people to take to reflect on their path and to, you know, just kind of be stronger. And so he's spoken very eloquently about those facts, that point of entrepreneurship. And we would love to have you back to talk about mindfulness and entrepreneurship. I'd be honored. Absolutely. But any last thoughts before we we uh, adjourn for, for this session at the very least? No, no, no. The main thing, and this is why I simplified it, just go to DanielUmstead.com. You know, you start there. I want you to go YouTube crazy on my videos, but... When it's your time and you're ready to learn those free tips on career tips, uh, building wealth in real estate, resume writing, or just some motivation, start there and I'll help you grow. I, I want people who are listening to this to become a millionaire because you are a millionaire. It's as simple as that. That was Daniel Umstead. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll have you back soon. Definitely. <laughs> Take care now. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us once again for another episode of Frasier. To find out more about all of today's stories or to view our extensive range of content, simply visit meetfrasier.com. Join us again next time as we welcome some of the most fascinating personalities and innovators and take a deep dive into their experiences, stories, and advice. That's here only on Frasier. <laughs>